right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner. Man, this is special, man. This is this is number 100. This is the 100th episode, man. We talked about 10K plays. We talked about 5K plays. We talked about a live event. We talked about giveaways. We talked... I can't even... What, what all we've done in the past two and a half years, but 100 episodes, man, is crazy. So just a little bit of background for all of my business owners, entrepreneurs, everybody out there, just about, you know, how things may not always go as planned, how things may not always go according to what you think and according to what you, you know, the plans and, and things that you have written for yourself. So in my notebook, I actually don't have the notebook on me right now, but in my notebook back at the crib, I wrote last year. So before I celebrated two years, I wrote that I even tweeted it, I'm pretty sure. I wrote that by year two, Down to Business will have 100 episodes. You know, I just felt like the trajectory that I was on in my first year, how I was dropping things, the schedule, everything that was happening. I was like, oh, yeah, 100, that's easy. I had paced out when I needed to drop what, what days, how many. I even did three back to back. I will never do that again. But very fun, very cool. Shout out to all those individuals I was able to bring on. But definitely a learning experience. But no, it goes to show that I celebrated my year, my second year in November. That's when I started the podcast. Obviously, in November, I think I was around maybe 80, eight, something, somewhere around the 80s. But it was basically like, so leading up to, you know, September, October, I'm just like, wow, I'm not on track. I'm not, you know, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to make it to 100. So what did I tell myself? I said, it's very viable right now for me. I can just load y'all with content from September to October, November. I could have just went on a rampage. I could have dropped the episode a day if I really wanted to. I could have dropped multiple a day if I wanted to. But I also told people, told myself that that's going against what I what I say. Something that I do with my episodes, I don't really have a set dropping schedule for those of you who don't know. I really just wake up. I may feel like dropping that day. I may feel like, you know, I may have procrastinated. I may not be able to drop that day or I may be ahead of schedule and I may just be like, yo, I really love this. You know what? Let's drop it right now. Somebody who, let's just say the person who I interviewed, they have something going on or it's prevalent and they want to drop a certain day. All right, well, that could fit in my schedule. Let's do it. But instead of me, you know, just trying to rush content, just trying to repurpose things, just trying to get it out there to y'all to hit a goal, to hit a tweet. I said, you know what? Relax. It'll be, you'll hit a hundred before you hit three years. You're fine. Go out, still find these individuals, still do your process, still make things happen. I can't tell you that that's one of the best decisions I ever made, man, because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do the live event. I wouldn't have been in the position I'm in today had I just tried to rush things. I might have stressed myself out. I might have made I might have made things happen. So I say all of that to say, man, adjustments. It's okay. We can set goals. There's nothing wrong with that. Just because you set a goal and you didn't achieve it by maybe your set date doesn't mean that it still can't be achieved. Just because I didn't, that tweet is still going to sit there, right? Because down the business did reach 100 episodes by year two, technically speaking, because we're not in year three. So that's how I look at it. But no, it really just goes to show that no matter what happens, you're going to be knocked off the path. Things are going to happen. I got off schedule. I did a, I did a relocation from Philly to Florida. I had a different jobs in between then. So it's just like, you know, but all of that, instead of making it an excuse or instead of making it, you know, taking away from my goals or using that, oh, well, I didn't hit it because, you know, I moved or I had a new job or I wasn't working or I just had to go tunnel vision. No. I'm going to say that I'm going to throw all of that in there and recognize that I hit it exactly when I was supposed to. So very excited for episode 100, man. One, because not only on my end, this was episode 100, but two, I was supposed to lock in with Megan a while back, probably maybe around the 40s or the 50s. That's how early on I had met her. And that's how, you know, I was watching her and seeing everything that she had going on. And I was excited. I was happy she followed the page. We reached out. I was following her personal and the business page. I'm like, yo, she, this is dope. Like, we're going to make this happen. We had set it up. Things happen the same way life happened for me, life happened for her. And we're going to get into that today. But nonetheless, we are here. 
it was supposed to happen this way. We were supposed to meet back when we were did. We were supposed to watch each other progress and we were supposed to be at this very exact moment. So I'm excited for this episode. I'm excited that everybody who has rode this train with this man, we are not done. A hundred more episodes is in the works. I, I'm not going to put a deadline on that right now because I don't know. But Megan, how are you doing today, man? How How's everything? I am doing great. Like, yo, that really just touched me. Just that whole part of just like the 360 effect and just not you know, having a, having planned, but, you know, getting knocked off the path. Like, I really felt that. I really felt that. I'm <laughs> but I'm you. doing great. <laughs> That's why I even said, too, like, with this episode, the fact that we met each other so, so long ago, so far back, but the fact that we've been able to watch each other, you've hit me up in between then and just let me know that, yo, I've got some things going on. I got a relocation. I'm rebranding, everything like that. And I said, okay, I'm still here. Whenever you're ready, let's make it happen. You know, I'm not going anywhere. I might go to Charlotte. I might go to Florida. I might, but at the end of the day, down to business, we're here to stay. So I love that we were still able to, like you said, still able to find a way to come back. So for the people out there, man, for the people out there who just heard me kind of get on my soapbox a little bit, for the people out there who know nothing about you, but for the people out there, you know, who collectively, they may have mutual interest in us. They may just be kind of interested in what you do, interested in the podcast, whatever. Can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself and then can you, two, Tell us what brings you on the Down the Business podcast today. All right. Well, my name is Megan, as you can see. And um, I have an online boutique called Lee's Exclusive. And we basically sell everything a lady needs, from handbags to cosmetics and so much more to go. We definitely relaunching. So exciting things to come, you know, exciting things to come, you know, from Harlem. Love my city, you know. And that's basically where I get my hustle from. Literally, like, you know, there's no other way but to get it out the mud out here. So that's how it's been. I've been grinding since I was like 16. So this is what it is, you know. But honestly, what made me really want to come down and get down to business was more or less, I just like what you was bringing, you know, to the table as just like a genuine person. It wasn't, you know, I wanted to get to know you. I wanted to get to know what made you start this just from what I was seeing you doing, you know, like not a lot of people care about what somebody else is doing. Not a lot of people take the time to want to do something. Like, hey, like, let's talk. Let's, you know, let's see what's going on for, you know, for the benefit of them. And also, you know, yeah, there's a benefit for you, but that really wasn't your thought process. And you can tell, like, in how you go about your interviews, it was really dope. And I just really wanted to see, really get to know you as well. Besides the whole, you know, us getting to know me, I wanted to see what you was doing and how, how you went about it and what made you start this. So that's really what made me want to just see what was going on. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. I definitely do. Um, I can resonate with a lot of that just because that's something that I, I openly tell people, you know, whether it just be me giving my Shark Tank pitches, I call it, or whether it just be I may be wearing something and people may ask me about it. But the fact that, you know, it's always good to, I wouldn't even necessarily say receive flowers from people, but it's always good when people can resonate, understand, concur with the mission, concur with the goal and things like that. And that's really all this was for me. This wasn't about, like you said, this wasn't really, I was even... In my last episode, I was talking to Aaliyah and I was just saying that I could get on here and talk to myself all day. If I wanted to really start a podcast and just talk, I mean, everybody is doing that at this point in the game. But in 2019, I really had no knowledge of podcasts. I really had no knowledge of this space, of what to do, of where to start, of what mic to order. Shout out to my professor, Brent Axe, you know, who really walked me through everything. Just picked his brain one day, just really made it happen. And I started to see the pieces align little by little in my life. And I, you know, I just saw it as a sign to really make this happen. But no, growing up, I've always just loved the idea of public speaking, talking to people, networking, hearing their story, something that I've kind of matured on just based off experiences in my life and just having to go through certain things and experiencing so many different cities, places, and people, this perspective, it's just that, you know, 
it's not always your way or the highway. It's not your story or nothing. It's the same way that I have stories, I have troubles, I have trials, I have tribulations. So does Megan. So does everybody else. So does, you know, so what makes mine any more prevalent or any more important or any more valuable than somebody else? Even for people who may not have necessarily experienced the trials to the severity of what you have still a trial, still a tribulation. Nobody's life is perfect, you know? So that's just really what I was so big on. And so just, I'm so interested in, and I, I love stories like yours because it's just like, no matter what happens, no matter what life throws your way, no matter where you are, no matter where you have to be, no matter where you have to go, no matter what you have to sacrifice, you still make it happen. Like you said, the rebrand is coming. You see, you sell everything a woman needs and that's stamp. You want to, you want to make that happen. But you also recognize being from Harlem, New York, got to get right. Nobody is going to, you know, just spoon feed this. Nobody is going to give it to you all on that platter. You, you got to really want that. And then sometimes wanting it is not enough. You really got to go put in the work to do it. Anybody can. We all have wants. We all have needs. We all have goals, things that we want to do, achieve, desires, all of that. But is the work translating to the same amount of, is the seesaw balance when it comes to your goals and the work? Or is it want, 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 want? And work, work, work is so low. You know, you don't really have that, the balance and perspective. So, so okay. Everything that a woman need, everything that a woman wants. Why was this your focus coming into business? Why a boutique? Like, why did you kind of want to start this? Are you big into just like accessories, fashion, everything like that? What was really your interest that propelled you into this space? Honestly, <laughs> when I first started thinking about starting a business, I was working for, because I got to get you the backstory so we get to how we got here. So when I first decided I want to start a business, I was actually working for Bed and Bath as like a package coordinator or whatever. And one day I was just sitting there, I'm just like, <sighs> I can do more like my purpose. And I, I, I so mean this. I feel like I think I was like, I had to be like 16, 15, 16, something like that. But I was sitting there. I'm just like, my purpose cannot just be this. Like there has to be something else. And I literally kid you not, I started like doodling on my on a little paper or whatever. And um, I ended up putting for the love. And it was because I was listening to just fab. So I think that was the song for the love. And um, he was like, would you do it for the love or whatever? And it was basically talking about, you know, you grinding and when things aren't going right, like, are you still going to do it? That's how I took the song. You know, are you still going to show up when everything is not pitch perfect? Like, are you going to do it for the love of what you do? That's how I took it. And I wanted to make a line called For the Love, and it was going to be a clothing line, actually. <laughs> and after I just started Googling, I just started seeing about, like, the clothing and what it had to do. And I'm just like, I'm not really a designer, you know? That's not really in my element, you know what I'm saying? I don't really see me doing that. So <laughs> I just was like, you know what? What do I like, you know? And what do I see or, or feel like I can connect with other women about? Because I'm more of a tomboy girly girl. I'm kind of in the middle, okay? So I was like, how can I connect with a girly girl in some way? You know, get into like the middle ground. And I started with, I was like, okay, well, I like doing my nails. I know every girl likes doing her nails. So I'm like, okay, well, let me start with nail work. Then from there, I was like, well, let me, okay, well, I do like me some lip gloss and some lipstick. So let me start with that too. And, you know, as I kept promoting and just kept growing, then you got the family coming in. Then you got, you know, the friends coming in. And I started just noticing what they was liking. And I was like, okay, now I know what to get. And then from that, it went to, to me selling handbags. Because every girl loved handbags. Like, it was, it was literally to have a one-stop shop. That was the vision. I don't want... If I can't have the size in the clothes for you, then I got to be able to offer you the cosmetics for you. I have to be able to offer you the beauty for you. You know what I'm saying? If I can't have 
3x or whatever the case may be, then I need you to be able to come in and find something else that you may like. You know, I want it to be for everybody, but maybe I might not have something that you per se like. You know, let's like I said, like prime example, I might not have a size, you know, but that's fine because I have all this other stuff that you know, footwear, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I have all of this. So that was my idea, my idea. But at first, I was more like, I'm gonna do a clothing line, you know, and it was just like, no, girl, that's not where the pathway was going. <laughs> I think that's that's really cool just because it's the idea too that when we think of certain things whether it just be beauty fashion any any different industries we all think of like one particular thing so if I'm thinking of fashion obviously you want to go straight to clothing but you forget about like you said the accessories the handbags the lip glosses everything like that that goes into it you just want to stick so to what main what's mainstream in a sense but I think about how sometimes you have to you have to work your way up to that. You have to, it's that totem pole and you have to kind of little by little, like you said, the nail polish, then the accessories, then the handbags. Then we can get into the clothing and everything because certain things, you know, are just going to be easier or certain things are just going to sell, like you said. But for me, just hearing that, oh, well, I know, oh, well, she can do something like, if she can sell nail polish to people, if she can do all that, the lip gloss and everything, clothes should be a breeze, you know, because it's, it's smaller things like that, that people are more, finicky about or picky about with clothes man eventually everybody granted like and this is not really towards you but it's just about think about the designers the the stores that we shop at everything like that everybody is essentially wearing the same things or similar things or it's not too much that's why i don't wear it i can't stand it because i just think that it's not original it's everything looks exactly the same all the burberry all the gucci all the louis all the chanel like yeah they come out with different things here and there that are like staples but essentially it's all the same thing like it's, it's all just recycled they might have just flipped the design flipped the pattern anything like that so immediately thinking about what you were doing were there, were there any immediate challenges as you were trying to add each different element to your business? So, okay, you started with the nail polish. Then you said, okay, well, let me let me now go to the, let me add the lip glosses and things in there too. Let me add the handbags in there too. Obviously, yes, I love the idea that you are trying to be so inclusive. It's very important, especially in the world that we live in. I think about that with everything that we do from restaurants to just people with disabilities to I was doing a training at my job the other day that just made me realize that privilege and everything like that is very interesting depending on who you are where you're at some privileges we don't even realize that we have just because it's structural so yeah when adding these different things when thinking about so many different types of women what challenges did you immediately face if any i definitely did face some challenges and i will say because like you said a lot of the times you know brands we try to stay exclusive but in all in all at some point we all get kind of mixed in the trendy, you know, and somehow we're going to get something similar, you know? So that was an area where I started blending in. I started blending in because what makes me different than, some, than somebody else that has lip gloss? What makes me different than somebody else that has handbags, right? So what I had to do was ask myself that. <laughs> what makes Lee's exclusive different? What is she doing that's, oh my God, let me shop there, you know? And I sat back and I was like, well, what I want this to be is, like I said, I want it to be a all-in-all one-stop shop. But what I have noticed is companies prey on us. And what I mean is just that, you know, you know that I like handbags, you know that I like clothes, so why not make it $200? Why not make it four? Because you know I want it. And what I noticed is that we put ourselves in debt to look good. So I had to think deeper because everything, like I said, Everything I want to do, I want it to have a purpose. I want to be purposeful, right? I don't want to just have a business just to make money. That's not what it is. 
I want, you know, so when I started noticing the challenges I was facing with that, with me starting to blend in, and then I was also noticing that, you know, when I was selling clothes, that don't sell clothes now, we're taking a break, but we will be there soon. But when I was selling clothes, I wasn't having the plus size. You know, I didn't have enough plus size, you know? So I ran into that issue. But what I came to the conclusion was I wanted this shop to be affordable. There was no need for me to have everything that you want, that you personally need as a woman, you know, what we like, for me to charge you a crazy amount for the benefit of me, right? So my purpose was to have women to feel good, look good, make you feel like you are wearing that exclusive Gucci when it's least exclusive and still costs money, but you did not have to decide between paying that bill or buying my bag. And that was my biggie. That was my biggie. So it was like, okay, I can't meet you all here all the time. That's a fact. Like, you can't always please every customer. You know, you're not always going to have every, you know. But what I can do is make a message come across to you and make you feel and know that I'm here for my people. I am you no matter how big my business gets. You are my business. And that's what I did. So the challenges just made me focus and face self and be like, okay, what's your purpose? Because now you have to have a purpose. You can't just have a business. You know, because you're going to run into these things. So what's your purpose? And I feel like once I got my purpose locked down where and then I put that out there and that was my marketing was, you know, exclusive deals, you know, affordable pieces or whatever the case may be. You know, that was my, my go to. Those are my Logans. You know, that's my little slogan there. Like, because that is the truth. Like, I don't want to charge you more for my benefit. I want you to feel like a million bucks. And know that you didn't need to choose between paying your bills and, and buying this outfit, paying your bills or buying this bag. You know what I'm saying? Everything is affordable. And on top of that, everything is very good quality. You know, like there's nothing like, you know how sometimes, but most of the time they say, oh, you get what you pay for. That's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not the case with Leeds Exclusive. Just because something is, you know, like this handbag that's like $20, handbags like $15, handbag that's $25. And it's handbags that will be $35. But just because these are these prices doesn't mean that the quality is no 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 no. there's a reason why i am doing it this way okay i'm gonna show you that businesses can make money and still care for their customers and care for their people period you know so i think that's what happened when all those challenges did come i had to get a focus point because no matter what they're always gonna come people are gonna stop liking this color lip gloss and people are not gonna like this style handbag no more you know but there are those who that are gonna like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's a mix. Like the business is a mix. Like you're gonna have your ups and downs, but you have to have a focus point. And once you have that focus point, you gotta apply that pressure and make that message pop and have people understand. And then I feel like that kind of centered me because it didn't have me questioning so much. Like, damn, am I, am I just like not knowing what to do with my business? Like, do I not know my customers? You know what I'm saying? Cause you start questioning yourself, but when I got to that element, I was like, no, I just have to have a focus point. I have to have a real purpose for her. It made it all much better. I definitely will say that. That was a really a message in itself, just from the uniqueness to affordability to, like you said, you can still sell unique, exclusive, and care for the customers. And I feel like that that's something where that's a goal of many businesses. That's a goal of many companies. It may even be something that they openly communicate, but it's not something that they're really living up to because time and time again, we see prices getting hiked up or time and time again, we see where things are considered affordable or on sale and you're looking at the price and it's just like, there's no way that could be a sale. Like there's, there's no way y'all just ain't hike that up and then try to drop a hundred dollars off of it. And it's still five, $600. 
you know? So I think that that is, especially with the space that we're in now, especially with women, because not to say y'all are complicated, y'all can be complicated, but y'all just have a lot more things to shop for, especially thinking about me. Like I'm not, I don't have any piercings. I don't have any things that like, I, I'm, I'm big on accessories. Like I like watches. I like, I don't really do the chains as much. I actually lost the one chain I had, so I don't do them, but I, I love watches and things like that. But with y'all, you know, it's, it's just a little bit of everything. It's, it's the make nails it's the it's the earrings it's the nose it's the, it's the lips it's the it's the jewelry it's the it's everything then you got to have the bag then the shoes the compliment for me like jeans shirts sneaks socks like we, we just gonna call it today. i'm not really a hat guy so i keep it simple up there too so it's just like you know not a lot that goes into that but women like you said you have to think about so many different more elements from sizes colors to style to even, like you said, a lot of times being that these industries, I don't really like to use the word saturated because I feel like it brings about a negative connotation. But being that these industries are so populous these days, things, products start to, vendors, it's only but so many vendors in the world. It's only but so many places that you can go to really be, like you said, that exclusive and, and different things like that. But the fact that, you know, sometimes it always kind of, it always is interesting to me seeing people kind of sell the same things, but how they market it, how they price it, how they brand it, how they do all that. But it's just like, essentially, Y'all selling the same exact thing. But why is yours so much like, woo, and yours is a, a lot, but y'all, so where was the, you know, where was the disconnect? Where was the loss? But like you said, I think the biggest ideal behind all of that, you can still care about people and sell great products. And I think that's ultimately what we see here. To me, it's just like, I think about a statement like that. And I think about a lot of businesses that adopt that mindset too. And it's just like, why are they not at the same tier with these designers because the designers, yes, they're going to sell nice things. Nice. If that's what you like, not affordable though. I mean, I'm not to call nobody broke or nothing like that, but for me, like I'm going to just keep it a hundred with everybody. $200, $300 for some jeans. Like, no, that's just not happening, man. Like, like that's, that's crazy to me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like we could, we going to go to H&M. We going to go to Levi's. We going, I even go to true religion because they kind of came down a little bit, but these two, 300, these PRP, like, if that's what you love, go ahead. Like, cool, nothing against you, but it's no way that you can honestly look at that company, look at what they're doing, look at their mantra and tell me that they're caring about, they're putting customer first. They're putting affordability first, especially in a pandemic. But I hear what y'all saying. I, I see it. I just think Megan got a little bit different, more of ex exclusivity going on over there. So thinking about, you know, trials, tribulations, things going along your way, the process of being under a rebrand right now, where you're at right now, how does that make you feel about your business? How are you kind of, what is the outlook about future and kind of what you're thinking? Especially just because like you said, you used to sell clothes, you ran into some problems, you had to fix some things. You had to, you know, just take into account that when I come back in, when I come back bigger and better than ever, there are certain things that I needed to combat. There are certain things that I don't want to make the same mistake twice, essentially. So with, with the process, with where you are right now in your business, how do you feel? Honestly, I am feeling a little bit of a little bit. Why? Because I'm still in the process of healing. And then I'm also in the process of rebranding. So I feel like this is the problem, not the problem, but this is what happens when you have a business and like you also have a personal life because, you know, things happen. And when things happen in your personal, they do affect your business, you know? And how do you balance? You know what I'm saying? How do you balance when you're still learning yourself? And that's where I was, you know, how do I balance? How do I get out my funk? You know what I'm saying? And honestly, it took me a minute. It definitely took me a minute to get to that point where I was like, you know what, I can't, let me get to working again. Let me get to, you know, getting the creative juices flowing because I just felt as if I started ordering stuff just to sell stuff. And um, that was never the plan, you know? And then I, like I said, I just, you know, got a little depressed because um, mom had passed away. 
and I just was not in the space. And that took me like a good like three months for me to actually want to go out and want to get back to Lee's exclusive. And now I'm kind of in that space of like, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited. You know what I'm saying? I miss having this feeling of being creative. I miss planning, you know? So I'm definitely excited. I am just also a little hesitant only because the healing, you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to make sure that I can, you know, of course it's good to take a break, but I want to finally get into a space where like life can happen and I can find some type of balance to also continue the business, you know? But besides that, I'm honestly, you know, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited. It just, it can be a lot, you know? So I am just trying to get in the space of um, continuing to heal and then also get excited of this, this elevation that's about to happen for these exclusive because I've been working a lot. I've been talking to a lot of people. I have more people on my team. Like that's the exciting part is I actually have help, more help this time. And I think that's what's going to be the difference this time around is that me having that help. I think that's going to help with the healing. I think that's going to help with me finding that balance and staying at, at a point, you know, of just, all right, we got to keep the juice flowing. We got like the foot is on my own neck. That's how I feel, you know, but also like, okay, but except that you, you know, got to take some time as well. You know what I'm saying? So definitely excited. I'm definitely excited. It's just a lot has happened to get here, you know, definitely a lot has happened to get here, but I can't wait to see the outcome. Whew. My condolences to you and the family. As someone who lost their mom, I feel you. You know, I, I lost my mom in 2011, so nearly 11 years ago. And I can tell you that there is no balance to that. You know, it's no balance to really losing anyone, but especially a parent of somebody who was, for me, I, I was a mama's boy. So you wasn't about to tear me away from my mom, honestly. So it's tough, especially like I just think even more recently, we just celebrated Mother's Day, you know? So it's just, it's hard. I woke up, I wasn't in the best, you know, mood, but I talked to my grandmother. I talked to, you know, my uncle. I talked to just other women who were important figures and role models in my life. And it just made me feel better. But it also just made me, you know, you you just think about things. You miss certain things. There are just things that you just can't get back. I think about my graduation. My mom wasn't able to see me graduate high school, college, or get my master's. She wasn't able to come to my first live event. She wasn't able to see me start this podcast. But, you know, in the end, I, I recognize and I'm okay with the fact that I know that she lit this fire under me for a reason. I know that I tell people this and I have to kind of explain. I've talked about it in multiple episodes, but I'll always preface it this way. No, by no means will I ever say I needed to lose my mom. Absolutely not. I needed to lose my mom, though, because like not to say that I was getting comfortable with life, not to say that I was getting complacent, not to say that I was, you know, just happy with where I was at. But I just needed to recognize that the same way things can be going copacetic, the same way that things can be, everything can look good, rainbows, all of that. Just like that, your whole life can flip, turn upside down. And you now you got a little brother looking up to you. You got a step pop who the, the relationship wasn't always the strongest, but now you want to be able to be there to mend that, to set a good example for your little brother, to be able to, you know, go on. You got, you got somebody who's looking up to you, who he tells you that everything that you put your mind to, everything that you set, you knock it out. But I also, I hear that, but I think in my head, oh, if only you knew. If only you knew how many times I woke up and didn't want to edit an episode. How many times I woke up and, and just said, yeah, I told them I was dropping today, but it just might not happen today. How many times I woke up and I may have had two or three interviews scheduled for the day and I'm praying that somebody canceled. How many times that I woke up, you know, and just wasn't feeling it. The, the sales for the website wasn't, I was promoting my life away. People were supporting me. People were saying, oh, I got you here. I got you there. And it was never happening. So for me, it's, it's also just like I recognize that 
it's not going to be a balance. It's going to be times where, you know, you, and it's a winning, you, you locked in, put on your own neck, like you said, but there's also times where you, what you got to do, you got to give yourself grace. You got to recognize that you're not perfect. You got to recognize that life will be life. Like I, I joke and I tell people sometimes I feel like if it can just go wrong, it'll go wrong just because like, just because like, just because it can't be not because deserved it, not because karma or anything, but just because, Hey, it said, you know what? I can mess that up. Let me just throw a monkey wrench in the plan, you know? So the same way, like you said, you have to recognize that you are your worst critic. You want this to be exclusive. You want this to be all inclusive of every woman out there. You want a woman who comes to your shop and says, oh, I can't, you know, I've been having trouble shopping and I've been having trouble finding things in my size and my color. Well, you want all of that to end with you. You also got to recognize you're not perfect. People, everybody's not going to listen to the episode. Everybody's not going to shop with you. Everybody's not going to, you know, give credit. Everybody's not going to, you know, some people support from afar. Some people don't support at all. But about, it's for you. what you say? For the love. Why are you really doing this? What are you really locked in for? What are you, at the end of the day, when we close these laptops, close these phones, we get off social media and everything like that. What is, what is your true purpose behind your business? Is it the monetary? Because I could tell you that if it was monetary for me, I would have stopped this in the first year. It's not about money. It's about the impact. It's about that I've been able to talk to 100 plus people at this point and I've watched lives change. I've watched people come on my podcast in 2019 and I went to their gym opening just last year in December and we talked about that. I, I watched two years of work happen. I watched, you know, just different things like that. But I also recognize that, yo, like life is hard. Losing, it not even had to be about loss, but just anything. When things don't go your way, losing a job, totaling your car, having to relocate to another city significant other you breaking up with anything like that divorce like anything it can be it's unpredictable but how will you how will you respond from that how will you let that you know like you said sometimes you just needed a few months you just needed that three months to even start to feel like oh i want to kind of be social again well i can tell you right now no i'm not wishing this on you no i'm not saying that this is how it's going to go but i'm almost certain that it's still going to be times moving forward that you know you're just not with it like i said i'm 11 years deep and it's, I remember it like it was yesterday, you know, so that's why I, I, I'm very appreciative of whoever kind of started that whole thing of time doesn't heal all. It doesn't, you know, like this could be 20 years from now, I'm gonna still feel the same way. 30 years from now, I'm gonna still feel the same way. You know, when something was just so ingrained in you, when something was just that deep to just lose it, to not have access to it, for it to change your whole mindset, man, it's just different. But I love, you know, the fact that you, you can go through this. You can experience these things. You can come on, talk about these things, be transparent about these things and recognize that it's so much more to life than your experiences, than what you lost and what you don't have and which was not tangible, which you physically can't touch, reach out, talk to anymore. You recognize that at the end of the day, it's a greater purpose beyond this. Oh man, like I, I'm not necessarily going to speak to you and your situation, but you don't know what this loss is going to do for you. You don't know what's going to happen even further that could put you in the front. Like I said, there was there was times after I lost my mom that I felt like I was just getting lower and lower and lower. And it's just like, damn, like, is it over yet? When is this going to stop? When is this going to, you know, when is this? It's times where life has been, life has been great. And one thing, you know, just take you all the way down here. And it's just like, damn, like, just that quick. What happened? Just that fast. So I'm very, you know, I'm excited. I'm while whereas I'm very compassionate, empathetic, all of that for you. I'm very excited for you because this has been truly a long time coming. The fact that, like you said, you you can be excited about this because I know I talked to you at some points where you weren't the most excited, where you were like, you know, I'm just going through some things. I'm relocating. Everything is just happening at once. It feels like I said, you know what? It's okay. That's life. It's unpredictable. You know, things are not. Things are never going to go the way you wanted to 100 percent of the time. Nah, that'd be too easy. That'd be too, that'd be boring in a sense, you know? So the fact that you can look at this now, the fact that you can speak on all your experiences, 
and still be excited for what's to come. Man, for me, that's nothing but for the love. That's that's all that I'm hearing. I hear that passion. I hear that you still, no matter what life is going to throw at you, at the end of the day, you still want to be inclusive of others. You still want to make sure that other people are taken care of. And that's the most important part, man. So what do you say to other people in your position? Not necessarily from the loss perspective or anything like that. But what do you just say for people who the cars didn't, the cars didn't play out how they let it? They got a fire hand. They messed up. They might have threw something too early. They might have reneged a little bit or something like that. What do you say to people who things don't always go the way that you expect it to, but you still have to stay on that path? Because that's exactly what you did. I'm hearing a lot of, you know, twists and turns and bumps and potholes and curves and red lights and all of that. But at the end of the day, you're still on your way to your destination. So how, how do you how do you also communicate that to others to, in a sense, not even keep going? But what, what was your mindset like going through all that? I really had, and it's going to be so cliche because everybody sees it like in the memes, but it's really that I had to like reset, refocus, realign, you know, like that's the best way I feel like anybody's really going to be able to, like you said, I, I don't feel like you can't, you're like, at times I wish there was a balance, you know, now that you're saying, you know, and it comes to effect where you're like, you're right. There's not really going to be a balance, you know, but, um, reset realign refocus like that those are the best things to get you back into your your space of just like okay this is what's happening to me what can i control okay the other stuff i gotta let go you know what i'm saying that's the best and it's not easy you know i'm not gonna say oh yeah those are my two things i say those things and it works every day and i'll be good no i'm a capricorn and i leave it there <laughs> okay because it's hard it's hard when you know what you want and you have this plan because I'm a planner, you know, like I said, Capricorn. Um, and I have my notebook and I have what I want and where I want to go and all this. And when you when it doesn't align how you want it to, it makes you question self. Am I really supposed to be doing this? Is this my path? Is this my purpose? Right. And when all that happens, you start getting really cloudy of your vision. So I really feel like the best way for you to do it is really to just breathe, take a minute and really be like, OK, what's the solution? What's, what's the, rather, what's the situation and what can I control to make a solution and whatever I can't let it go. You know what I'm saying? Work on what I can, you know, and then really reset. Like when I, when I was away from the social media for a little bit, you know, I really took time for myself, started doing things that I liked again, you know, cause everything was so serious. And once you start doing things that you like again, once you really take that time to reset once you really understand that you cannot control things and certain things are literally out your hands, then you can really come to a space and be like, you know what? Life is going to happen to me. But how I respond, what I do, that's going to be my outcome. And that's on me, you know? So that's where it was like, okay, I'm going to take this time. I'm going to get there. And, and that's literally where I'm at where it's like, okay, life is going to happen, but I don't have time to complain. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have time to complain. I don't have time. I can feel it. You know, feel it, be in a moment for them five minutes, but let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, because life is always going to happen. And if I always stop when life happens, I'm never going to get to where I'm trying to go. You know, like I was listening to this podcast and I forgot the gentleman's name, but he said, you know, it makes no sense for you to have your foot on the gas that whole Like, it took you so long to get to this peak. And then once life happens, you let go and you go all the way back to the bottom. Do you know how much more energy is going to take for you to get to where you was at? So I refuse to have to overwork myself because I'm overworking myself. No. So that's literally what it was. Like, and literally, honestly, also, my mom, like you said, life is too short. 
And that's what that told me. I wasn't playing, but I was playing, you know, and it was time to really focus up. So all of that really put the battery in my back. And I'm like, you know what? This is it. I'm not going to self-sabotage no more. I feel like each answer, man, it's just, it's just, it's resonating with me so much. And it's just giving me perspective. And it's just like, wow, like that's life. That's experiences, you know, whereas people can, that outward persona, that outward image, man, is totally different than what a person can really be going through. That's why they say, you know, check on your strong friends or sometimes the happiest people, the ones that's always smiling or optimistic really be the ones that's, you know, going through it and just and just really having to experience or internalize or however you kind of deal with that. But at the same time, I also think that you are just, you've, you've become into a space where you've accepted everything the good with the bad, the pretty with the ugly, the you've accepted that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not going to stop here that no, I don't ever wish bad on anyone, but I would be remiss to say that the rest of my life is just going to be copacetic. I know things are going to happen. I know even when the podcast gets to where I want it to be, things are still going to happen. You know, I know that I'm going to lose motivation over time. I know that I'm going to mess things up, schedule, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, how will, like you said, how will you let that, will you self-sabotage? Will you just kind of continue to beat yourself up? Because you made a great point. It's a lot harder for when you have your foot on the gas, when you just mash and mash and mash and foot on applying all this pressure for you to slowly just deflate and put yourself back here. And now you're telling me I got to do all that work to get back to where I was rather than, hey, it took me off my game. Let me woo-saw a little bit. Let me relax. Let me figure out what's going on. Ask some questions. You know, come on, get the pressure points. Figure it out. And let me, maybe I need to just, maybe I'll deflate a little, but I can't go to ground zero because I think of, because you can't, sometimes you put in so much work and time and effort and love and just all of that, that you forget what ground zero looks like. You forget that at one point I was recording in my, I recorded my first episode in my basement. I've recorded in closets. I've recorded at other people's houses. I've recorded on my, I've recorded laying down, like just trying to eliminate all the noise i forget about all of that because now i'm in a space and now i can go to conference rooms private offices everything like that and do that so you can't let yourself get back down to where you came from because that work back that get back is going to i'm not to say you can't do it it's gonna be tough though it's gonna be tough and you have to also think about so many external circumstances there's a lot going on right now we're in the midst of a pandemic whatever you want to call it wherever you are whatever whatever your deal is so much going on not to mention if you have nine to five family everything like that, you know, you have to take into account all of these things and what we're going through. Grace, man. Be generous with yourself. So I, I love that. So obviously I, from this interview, I got a lot, man. I got a lot from just the fact of your, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to be, well, one, thank you. Thank you for being transparent with us. Thank you for coming on my platform and sharing. That's not something that, you know, you had to do. It's not something that even with that being so fresh on you that I would have even expected you to do. So no, one, thank you for that. But two, something that I got is that, look, you all, for the ladies, I'm a little I'm a little jealous just because I didn't really hear too much about the fellas in here, but that's okay. That's why I'm gonna keep following you up. That's why I keep you close. That's why even from episode, that's why way back when, when you said, you know, we're gonna do this, we're gonna lock in. I said, let me, let me just make sure she don't get too, too far though, because that men's collection got to come. But no, thinking as a woman, thinking about everything that you know, you kind of want to do with this exclusivity. What would you say is your favorite piece, whether it be an accessory, whether it be a piece of clothing, whether it be just anything? What is your favorite thing? Is it lip gloss? Is it the nails? Is it the hair? Is it the bags? Is it the overall? Like, what is, what is something that you really kind of hone in on that you love that at the end of the day, when you drop this, Oh, these are these are going to be fire without a doubt. Like, don't even have to question this. Don't even have to ask about it. Now, granted, we know everything is going to be like that. But what is something that you really place a lot of emphasis on personally that you love? Honestly, I would have to say our handbags because 
I am such a handbag person that I like for it to be a multi-purpose kind of style bag. And that's really what we focus on. Like all our handbags have different types of styles that you can wear them. It could be a tote bag. You can hold it on your hand. Like I love having, having options. So that was my idea with handbags as well. Okay, we have to have options. Like I don't want you to just have this one style handbag and that's all you can do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's see if we can turn into a tote. Let's see if we can make a clutch, you know? So my handbags for sure are my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> all right now, all right. Well, fellas, I can't really do too much with that. I do know a couple of my boys out there who got, who do, who do put some fire tote bags with the fits though. So fellas, don't sleep. We might, I'm, like I said, fellas, I'm gonna apply the pressure. We gonna, we gonna get that, we gonna work. It's a couple of women who I've interviewed who we gonna bring some men's to the boutique. Trust me, fellas, I'm always advocating for us, man. But I'm also in the same breath. If I do that and I'm talking to myself too, we got to support. We got to show love. We can't just, oh, that's fire. That look good. Repoke. Come on now. Get in there. Promote. Do something. All of that. I need that. Okay. All right. So if one of my homegirls came to me and asked me and said, yo, like you got any, um, you got any brand, like drop some brand, drop some boutiques, drop some, you know, black owned business, everything like that. Drop, drop, drop whoever you love. I, I want to, I'm looking for new things. I'm trying to shop. And this is a real scenario because this happened to me personally. And also I've just seen it on Instagram where I just plug people in. I know what I would say when it comes to plugging you in and everything like that, what I would say and everything. If somebody kind of came to you, just thinking about all the boutiques that are out there, all the women who are in this space, whether it be fashion, accessories, ham, anything like that, what differentiates you from the rest? I know what differentiates you from the rest. I think you've kind of already said it in a sense too, but for the people who one may have not been paying attention, two, sometimes you just need to hear, you know, second, third time the charm a little bit. And three, they may not, you know, they may not really know what Megan got going on over there. What is your, you know, what differentiates you? Why shop these exclusive versus anybody? I mean, exclusive, but I'm, I, come on. But why, why come rock with you versus any of these other boutiques, any of these other ladies doing the same thing that you do? Honestly, I can only speak for me. I just care about my people. I'm really about making y'all feel exclusive, making you feel like you that lady walking down the street without you having to feel like, damn, I got to break the bank on that. You don't have to worry about that. You come in as you are, and we're going to make you feel like you're amazing. Because you are. Every woman is amazing. Or, like, you don't need... The items that we have are just add-ons, okay? You bring you the package. We just going to dress you up a little bit, okay? From the handbags to the lip gloss and accessories. And the budget, that's something you ain't got to worry about coming in. You do not have to clench your wallet. You don't have to worry about having to pick whether you got to pay that bill. None of that. Like, we are here for you. And everything is inclusive exclusive one of a kind you know we oh that's another thing just you know one-on-one -on -one. once ham certain handbags are sold they don't come back so literally one of a kind okay <laughs> one y'all she said one-on-one you might be the only one walking around with that thing now so, so Hello. Let's, let's get it popping now as much as we yes. as much as all of us walking around with the same <laughs> man i ain't even i ain't even i ain't even gonna but I'm going to just say Telfar for one, man. Everybody walking around with a Telfar bag, same color, same size, everything like that. I I, I just, nothing against the bag, but I get it. I think it's black. On, I think, I, I'm pretty sure. I think it is, yeah. And I think they started at a certain price. And then after yeah, that, now he, you know, he went up there, man. So some people, you know, you, I, I guess you go where, wherever you, like you said, you can only speak to you. What you got going on. I love it. I think that, you know, you, you've more than, not even proven, but you more than solidified why, you know, you do what you do, why you kind of came into this space, what you're hoping to achieve from this space, but also what you want for the ladies. Because at the end of the day, this ain't monetary. This ain't you just trying to push product, 
push back, sell, promote. Like you said, if that was the case, you you be in a totally different zone. You promote more. You it feel like you were trying to. You know when somebody's trying to sell you something. Sell you something, yeah. You know, but for you, no, that genuine aspect, that authentic aspect, that the real. Oh, we couldn't get you here. All right, well, I bet you we can get you over here. We can't get you over there. I guarantee you, not leaving without us getting you right right here. So let me just 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 work with me, girl. But at the end of the day, ladies, I think something that she also said that y'all need to realize, and fellas, when we get the line, us too, you make the look. It's not the look. You already had the look, the style, and everything. She just dressing you up. She just adding something to it. You know, she just she just giving the look. It's like a shoe when you in the mall. Your shoes may be, you know, your shoes may be cool, but if the dude on the kiosk, like, nine times I'm walking past the kiosk dudes now because they be trying to grab it. But sometimes you got the you got them whites on the face or whatever you want to call them, and you just need a quick little, you know, that's all she's doing. She just giving you a quick little shine, a quick little spruce up to really make it happen, you know? So I think that that's something important that we need to realize, too. Sometimes it's not always about the brand and where we're at. It's us. We make the look. So whether you in designer, whether you in lazy exclusive, whether you in down to business, it doesn't matter. Make it look good. Rock it. Make it, you know. So before we get into like social media where people can tap in, find you and everything like that, is there anything that you can kind of like, I, without spoiling too much, because I know the rebrand is coming, can you tease anything? Is there anything that people can be looking forward to? What can the ladies, you know, expect without giving away too much? My last episode, she said she couldn't give away too much. That's okay. Mm, but some that's episodes, okay. you know, they drop a couple of plugs and just, you know, some incentivize and things like that. So is there anything, you know, that people should be looking forward to the future outlook? Anything that you're excited for as we move throughout the year or anything? Honestly, I feel like it's only right, you know, since it's been a while to spill a little tea, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I am honestly going to be starting to sell Lee's exclusive merch. So before it was just the handbags and, you know, we really didn't have no logos and things of that nature. So we're going to be dropping some of these exclusive merch from actual logo handbags with Lee's exclusive. You know what I'm saying? Certain clothings with the LE logo happening, you know, but it's not going to be one of just slapping a logo here you go like no it's not gonna be that you know so we definitely have that happening and a lot of more hair beauty styling tools coming so yeah like we're really getting in tune with the whole one-on-one you know you come in and you have everything you know what i'm saying so that's one thing i could definitely say the whole you like i'm trying to make it for all women and have everything happening Oh, yes. So, yeah, that that's definitely, I'll give you a little bit of that, you know. There's some other things happening as well, but I can't tell you that. But those two things I can give you, I can give you. <laughs> all right, y'all. Y'all see, sometimes I got to pull the strings a little bit. I got to make it happen. We can't get it all, but beggars can't be choosers. You know, I'm going to take that. I'm going to definitely look for the exclusive for everything like that. But like I said, man, I'm just so... I'm, I can't even put it in the words that the excited for me is not even a word anymore. I'm, I'm really just, I'm proud. I'm, I'm happy. I'm emotional just because like one, like it's, it's, that's a hell of a story right there. That's a hell of a background. That's a hell of just experience that you've had over the last, I'm going to just say what we're in the fifth month, fifth and five months. Like, but even before that, I think back to, like I said, when we first got acquainted, when you follow the page to when we DM'd each other to everything that has gone on since then, the same way that you kind of told me, you saw what I had going on on my end. So what you had going on, yeah, you were very transparent with me. And I appreciate that because at the end of the day, like you owe me nothing. Like I didn't, whether we had this interview or not, I was still going to show love. I was still going to support. I was still going to make it happen. I recognized that I would be stupid or selfish for me to have gotten mad because we couldn't schedule the interview or for me to get mad because you relocate and you rebranded, you had life, you, everything happens, you know? 
I think about my life experience and things that I've had to kind of reschedule or put on the back burner or interviews that I've kind of had to flake on a little bit, which doesn't happen often, y'all. So, because I'll be on my, I'll be on my, I'll be on. I, but, I'm not, but I'm not perfect. At the same time, I recognize, you know, things happen. So I have to appreciate that and I have to respect that for everyone. But for you, I just thank you for throughout this whole process, even when you didn't have to be, even when you didn't want to be, even when you didn't feel like it, you were you 100% through and through. Like that was, you know, you were just your authentic self. You were communicative with people. You, like you said, you had to take a break. You had to take a step back. It is what it is. The real, real don't recognize real always. And I'm so excited for this rebrand. I'm so excited to just see, I already know what homegirls I'm tapping in. I already know my New York people, we're going to have to set something up up there, but I'm just excited just because this is what we need. That one-stop shop. You don't really see that often. You see maybe specialties or niches. So you see one particular thing, they focus on one particular thing, but the fact that you have a little bit of everything, I think it's not only strategic, but it's, it's needed. Like you said, a, a woman may not be able to find her size or her color or her style per se. Oh, but she can walk away with an accessory a tote or bag or get some polish for the net or just make it, you know, dress it up a little bit. So I love that, man. I'm wishing you nothing but success, blessings. Obviously, we locked in, we tapped in. This is number 100, man. We yeah. you, That's number 100. Oh, my God, guys. If I didn't realize, you know, if I if you told me God wasn't real, man, I'd tell you that, that he would that that might be a lie for this one because there's no way that this lined up the, exactly the way it did, just with everything that's going on, just with how you know we can resonate so much with each other and our experiences, man. I love that. So before I officially tap it out, before I officially close it, can you one not one, but can you just tell everybody out there? So everybody who's looking, even and fellas, y'all also gotta understand too, like I know a lot of fellas married in relationships, different things like that. When I do these interviews, when I put these boutiques in front of y'all, I got to shop for the ladies, man. Like, just because another reason why I, yes, I'm going to always advocate for the fellas. I'm a, I want us to get our own lines everywhere, of course. But if we can, put your lady in that exclusive. Put her, you know, because she put her homegirl in that exclusive. Because girls, to women talk, oh, girl, where you get that dress from? You get that bag from? Yo, where you, you know, how you, you know, who did your nails? Oh, this is that exclusive. Oh, where you get that bag? L.E., what's that? Hold on, fellas. We have to be, we have to do our due diligence. It's the same. I'm single, but best believe I'm plugging in all my homegirls, my cousins, my sister. Like I'm doing, that's, that's me, you know? So I'm excited for that. So for everybody out there, where can we find it? Where can we plug in with you? Where can we tap in with you? Social media, anything like that? How can we get? So first, before I even do that, I just want to say thank you because you don't even understand that you have pushed me. Like we don't talk every day, you know what I'm saying? But seeing that you was just doing your thing, right? And like me just hitting you up and you just so genuine. And every time I was like, listen, life is happening to me, da da da. You always had something so powerful to say because it really made me feel like, okay, it's not that bad. You know, like I'm going through something, but life does happen and I just need to, you know, take that time. So it people don't understand like strangers have an impact when it comes to a lot. Like I always say that like, you don't know somebody and that person can be your best friend. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to seriously say just thank you, one, for this opportunity. Thank you for just being there, not even knowing that you was being there in situations. You know, you just never know what somebody's going through. And you've really helped me continue to elevate and find my way to get to where I was trying to go. So I just want to take that time. Seriously, thank you for that. Seriously. Thank you. And now, Cordy Page. <laughs> Um, so the Instagram page for Leeds Exclusive is at L-E-I-G-H-E-X-C-L-U-S-I-V-E, Leeds Exclusive. Okay, we are there. We are waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot happening. I am really excited. This is like a whole like rebirth collection, I feel. 
And there's a lot to come. There's a lot to come, and I'm really, I'm really excited. <laughs> I can tell, man. I like it's, it's nothing but love. I, I appreciate those words. It's really. I feel like sometimes that's just my, that's just my place. Like in people's lives, like you know, I recognize that I'm not the biggest on expressing my emotions, expressing on how I feel, and talking to people, and a lot of things. I just feel like you know. I got to not necessarily play this tough Tony act, but I just got to make it happen. I got to keep it moving. I got to, you know, I have people looking up to me like, but I also have had to realize that I go through things too. I go through life. Sometimes you just have to stop. You have to chill. And sometimes that it always hasn't, I, I have not always realized that in the easiest way. Sometimes it's taken having, you know, having health detriments or just being so frustrated or just stress or everything like that. Or other people having to tell me, yo, relax like what's going on like clearly something is wrong you know things like that so i appreciate that you know but that's that's never going to change that's even when you when you drop when people are coming here everything like that i'm always be i'm always locked in and that that goes for anybody who i've talked to who i haven't talked to who i'm going to talk to that's just me man i'm gonna just always just give that energy because you need it you really i, I really have gotten into the space where talk to my boy brenton who i did the live episode with he said, you just got to spread love. You never know what anybody else is going through. You don't know how they got in that situation. And whereas I used to be quick to judge or quick to kind of side eye, think, or just feel like, you know, well, you had the same opportunity as me, man. That was the naive me. That was just the, the me that wasn't really, the me that hadn't experienced anything yet. And even for me, it shouldn't take having to experience something for you to just be human, be kind, you know, for you to have that love for people. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't take you having to lose somebody to having a near life death experience, to being broke, to losing a job, to anything like that, for you to be compassionate, for you to be moral, for you to know right from wrong. So once I really realized that, I said, oh, okay, say no more. I'm going to spread love. It don't matter. Don't bring put me in the middle of Harlem. I'm spreading love. Put me in Tampa, Florida. I'm spreading love. North Carolina, I'm spreading love. We're going to make it happen. So no, you thank me. I thank you. I thank you for getting on here and, and sharing with my platform. I think that you you not really spoke to me tonight, but you're going to speak to somebody else for sure. And at what, no matter what point they tap in on this interview, there's a message there. There's an exclusive message there, actually. So I love that. So no, I'm like I said, I'm very excited. I'm gonna make sure that I include all that information in the bio. Everybody will be tapping in. This is one hundred, y'all. Like this was damn. Yeah. Because yeah, it was just like that. But no, I appreciate everybody. Like I said, we have we would not have been able to make it to a hundred without Megan, without all the ninety nine episodes before without God, without, you know, just all the support, family, friends, even strangers. Like you said, there have been so many people who have come into my life who my first time meeting and talking to them was on the interview, have shown me so much love, have done giveaways, have given away a lot of their products, have tapped in with other people, done collaborations and everything. That's the beauty of all of this, man. It's full circle. It's not stopping. We only just going to continue to scale. It. So to everybody out there, to Megan, all love, man. Thank y'all so much. This has been episode number 100 of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.